Hey, you sick, twisted freaks. It's Rolly. How you doing? Welcome to the show. It's the weekend ending November 27th in the year of our Lord 2022. And we're going to start off with a little uh, creative update for you because I actually have some. <laughs> so I was um, working on a story, a little collaboration with a friend, and it turns out that we're not going to use that story for that purpose. So I am going to work on it for mine. Um, it's, uh, it's a story uh, called The Black Box, uh, and it's kind of funky. Um, and what I want to do is I'm going to, I'm going to flesh it out here. Uh, and uh, try to get it laid down as a uh, podcast. Uh, I I want to see if I can squeeze this into one episode. I, I would prefer this be a short story instead of a multi-episode thing. This is the first kind of um, fiction-y thing that I've been able to do in like two years. I, you might remember the This Pirate uh, season that I did of this show uh, back in, oh, I can't remember when. But, you know, it was like, what, 12 or 13 episodes? And I wrote most of it. Some of it was off the cusp, uh, cup, uh, cuff, cup. It was off the, it was, you, you, it was in a cup and you poured it out. Okay, thanks. What the, f- I don't know. Just, just run with it. Right. Okay. So I drank it and then I, and it was a story and then I flushed. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So we have that. So I, I will let you know how that goes uh, as we do it here. It, there's no timetable on it. I, I'm going to, Probably write a few drafts of that before I uh, lay it down onto audio. So we'll see how it goes. Working on an outline for a video of some kind. I've got two or three ideas there. I'm going to flesh out each one to see uh, where they go and then choose one to work on. As far as uh, photography is concerned, I'm out of ideas. I'm completely out of ideas. And I'm looking for inspiration. <clears throat> some of them might be, you know... Um, any of the gajillion photo challenges on these apps and websites that dedicate themselves to photography. By the way, I, I, I do want to tell you, PSA, okay, memo to Chris, and to all of you, never, never, never sign up for ViewBug. Did you hear me? ViewBug, never. As if it were a swarm of bees. Avoid it at all costs, Okay. I'm sure they're nice people. I'm sure their mothers love them. But the amount of fucking spam I get from them is atrocious. It's just, it's just unreal. You know, and, and uh, companies, internet people, Elon, I don't know. Hey, just, you know, let, hear me out. Um, when I sign up for a service or a site, you know, or, you know, an app like ViewBug, just to pick one out of the air. How about you send me one email at the very beginning that says, welcome to ViewBug. Happy to have you. Um, we send emails from time to time. And by time to time, I mean like, you know, every 30 minutes. I'm exaggerating. Well, but here's a link. And if you click on this link in my welcome email that I sent you, you can go to the place where you can uncheck anything you don't want and, or check what you want. Everything's empty. Right. So just check what you do want or check the one box down at the bottom that says, I don't want shit and then save changes. And there you go. Bob's your uncle. Allow me the opportunity to opt into your bullshit. 
instead of just sending me your bullshit, right? I, now, I know you probably, your terms and conditions probably say, well, you sign up, we're going to send you everything unless you opt out. Yeah, okay. Do, do you know where your emails are going right now? They're, they're going direct. I, I have a rule in my Gmail that says, skip the inbox, send it straight to the Bitbucket, okay? And here's what's going to happen here. In the next 24 to 48 hours, I'm going to log in to ViewBug and I'm going to cancel my membership to you. I'm going to delete the app off my phone. And your app is slick. It's glossy. It's great, you know? But I'm, I'm leaving. Listen to me now. I'm leaving because you can't stop sending me bullshit. And I don't want the bullshit. So, you know... I'm, I can't be the only person that has said this to you. I can't. And, and I really want to actually, I, I'm not a person that leaves bad reviews on, say, app websites where I can, like the, I like the app store, because I have an iPhone, right? I'm, I'm not the kind of person that leaves bad reviews, but I'm really thinking about it, because you, you guys are, you, you guys suck. Your, your app is slick and glossy and cute, and it's useful. There's no problem. The functionality is great. I, I, I get it. I do. But stop sending me shit. Are we, are we good? Do we understand each other good? Moving on. <coughs> so this week in performative bullshit, um... Kevin McCarthy wants to read the entire Constitution on the first day of the new Congress. Because performative bullshit. C c come here. Come here. Um, you, you know. Hi. How are you? It's just you and me now. Do you think I am beautiful? Is my ass firm in shape? I'm kidding. Thank you, Odorous. You know, don't you, that they're not going to read the whole Constitution, right? You, you know that, right? Because, you know, if they read the entire Constitution word for word, they'd have to admit the critical race theory is a thing. So they'll just ignore just, just a couple parts. They'll, they'll skip over that. Like, you know, like the last time they did this bullshit. They, they didn't read the, um, oh, you know, the, the, the little fraction-y thing, right? You know, because, well, you know, they have an amendment that superseded it, so we don't need to worry about it. Now, 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 if you say you're going to read the whole fucking thing, Grow up here. Oh, sorry. It's you, Kevin. <clears throat> you take a blue pill before you... No? I mean, you know, I, first of all, you have to have the equipment in the first place, and I don't think you do. So here's the deal, Kevin. We, we don't... We don't need you to read it out loud. We, we, we just don't need that, okay? We would appreciate it if you'd like, um, you know understand it that would be you know if you if you would if you would read it for comprehension if you would take it to the um the, the little nook where you hide for your me time you know and instead of the lube i know i said you didn't have the equipment but you know work with me Varus. if you what just don't please don't get the constitution sticky I'm just saying, because, you know, I'm sure there's enough DNA on it. We don't need to add to yours. Huh? But here's the deal, guys. You know, you, you also, you might also tr consider defending it. You know, that whole 
domestic thing. You know, you know, because I, I don't think you get it. I just don't think you do. But, you know, there's nothing new with the Republican Party here. There's nothing new under the sun ever since Newt Gingrich successfully turned the Grand Old Party into an outrage factory. It's been nothing but performative bullshit. It's, you know, it's Gingrich all the way down. Or Mitch. It's Turtles. It's Mitch. It's Mitch all the way down. It's been performative bullshit, culture war bullshit, outrage bullshit, and low-hanging fruit bullshit. That's, you know, an insult to the intelligence of anybody who's got two brain cells that fire in succession, folks. So let's start with the latest bullshit, the commitment to America. (laughs) The commitment goes into great detail about what they think is wrong. But unlike Newt's contract that had 10 pieces of actual legislation that they were going to vote on in the first 100 days, there's no policy proposals. There's no solutions. There's nothing. It's just, we're going to, we want to do this and we're going to ensure this and we're going to make sure of this. And there's a reason for that, okay? The GOP right now can't agree on shit. And they're being led by the short and curlies, by the batshit wing of the party. All those folks... The only thing they're good at is making you mad and finding anybody but themselves to blame, right? Now, don't get me wrong. It's got the greatest hits, right? You know, support our troops, more cops, border, 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 border. We love our big fucking guns. And don't forget the biggest lie of all, lower taxes. As if the trickle-down economics is just going to start working any fucking day now. Yeah, you just wait until the 43rd year when the benefits really start kicking in. You think Gorbachev had to do that with communism? I know, it's 19, you know, Lenin started the whole thing. It's, look, any minute now, okay? You guys work on that, I'll be in my dacha. Oh, what? Pepsi, Levi, CNN? Oh, capitalism? Oh, well, shit. <laughs> Glassnosed. Such a great word. Glassnosed. Incidentally, this is not the first time Kevin's tried this. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, God forbid he's ever had an original fucking thought. The Pledge to America in 2010, same kind of tripe. Nothing from that trash pile has ever been enacted. Now, some of you are saying, L. Now, do the Democrats do this? Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. The, um, the New Direction for America in 2006, it was unofficially called the 6 for 06. Same kind of vague-ass platform, no actual proposals. These things are nothing more than Amazon wish lists with one major difference. The Amazon wish list is fucking useful. Okay? Now, the one new item in the airing of grievances, it is the season after all, It's the confront big tech and demand fairness. Absolutely. They want to provide greater privacy and data security, unless you're Apple and won't give us a backdoor, you evil Tim Apple, you. We want to equip parents with more tools to keep kids safe online that they're not going to use because that takes actual fucking effort. And we're going to stop companies from putting politics ahead of people. Because we only meant corporations or people when they give us money, not when they tell us we suck. There's, it's, there's, a, there's a nuance there. It's a little bit. Just, there's a difference. Look, read it. It's okay. Speaking of tis the season, um, 
you're about to see one of the greatest hits over the next month right now. Okay, the war on Christmas happens every year. There is no such thing as a war on Christmas. Never has been. There isn't one now. No one's stupid enough to make that a thing in the future. It's not happening. What is happening is that more and more people and businesses, they recognize the work, uh, the worth in respecting the other holidays that take place during this same exact time. And they also respect people uh, who are of no religion. And of course, this will just, it, it, we can't have that. This will not do because something, something white berry of Jesus. And look, if you think Jesus is the reason for the season, via con Dios, please, I am the last guy to shit on your Christmas. But don't be so fucking quick to leaving a pile of steaming deity under my tree or anybody else's. And don't be so fucking quick to label anybody who doesn't say Merry Christmas on demand as the devil incarnate because you don't know who you're talking to. If you just assume everybody walking around them all between Thanksgiving and New Year's is a Christian, boy, are you wrong. <laughs> you would be more on target if you just assume they're old geezers like me who go to the mall because we're old fuckers who went to the mall when we were kids. That's what we do. Where the hell else are we supposed to go? You're listening to Roly. Oh, God. At hurt. last week but um sounds to me like people missed it so i'm bringing it back this is a little segment i like to call so that happened the supreme court has taken a case where jack daniels is suing vip products for making a dog chew toy that's made to resemble a bottle of the famous whiskey vip products has previously prevailed in this case but jack wants these parodies to be trademark violations and jack's argument for this I'm saying Jack because it's the Jack Daniels company. You got me? Okay. Jack's argument is that people would be confused by the parody. Because clearly dog chew toys and whiskey bottles are right next to each other in the store. And you might walk out with the wrong thing. Are you using Raid? Did you use Raid on the kids? Did Raid kills bugs. I mean, usually, and this has been my experience, it's booze and rubbers. Not booze or rubber. I'm just saying. Moving on to the next item. When the last one to leave Twitter, please turn the lights off. Could you do that for us? Elon has had Twitter in his clutches for a month as of today. And in that time, he has fired the entire C-suite. He's delisted the stock. He cut about half the staff. He's fired at least one software engineer who hurt his little fifis in public. He develop, uh, delivered an ultimatum to the survivors. Uh, he's complained that the advertisers are fleeing because they don't want their products or services next to a fucking Nazi tweet. 
look, you might think that somebody selling a brick pizza stove is innocent enough, but not with Nazis around. I'm just saying. There's the whole blue checkmark drama. Uh, Trump. <laughs> Amnesty for all previously banned accounts. The proposal of a content moderation council. But oh yeah, he's got the final say and it's only been a month. Okay, so will the last person to leave turn off the lights? Great job, Elon. Great fucking job. I'm certainly not buying a car and placing my life in your hands, okay? That's not a thing. And there is, at the time of recording, uh, an unprecedented civil unrest in the two countries that just go ahead and fucking kill you for that. Um, Iran's youth squaring up against the hardline Islamic government and the morality police. And China... Well, you know, basically are, people are protesting the most draconian COVID lockdown ever because, well, China, I, somebody's gotten the idea that, you know, they took the, uh, the advice that, you know, when China sneezes, the rest of the world gets a cold. They're trying to keep it from, from you know, expanding or, or jumping continents. And, and, and thank you for trying that. But they're, they really don't want to be in lockdown right now. And when they say lockdown, they're, they're saying zero tolerance lockdown. Stay in your room. Some people have died because they, they, the buildings that they were in, they were locked. They couldn't get out. Now, in China, all, all you need to do is go back to June 4th, 1989 and see what the Chinese government does when it's had enough of your bullshit. I watched that happen in real time. They do not play. Okay? Trust me. I'm also old enough to remember the seizing of the American embassy in Tehran in 1979, the Islamic Revolution. The Shah had been deposed sometime earlier, and he died in Cairo shortly after my birthday in 1980. I remember that because uh, it was the night we stayed in the Navy Lodge before my family departed for Guantanamo Bay. So July 27th, 1980, uh, I went and looked it up. But for anybody who was alive in 1979, to 1981, there were 52 people and 444 days that never left the American psyche. And to see the beginning of that revolution and to see the end of it in my lifetime, to see Iranian women standing up against a culture that hates them, it's fantastic. I hope they get it done. I really do. Now, on the other hand, China is China. And while China and the West are not the best of friends ever, they do make the majority of the products that the rest of us in the world use. And until that changes, uh, China's got leverage. And we're going to treat them with kid gloves. And spoiler alert, that's not going to change because we want our shit hot, fresh, and cheap. And the cheap is probably the most important part. So we're going to have to change our expectations on that before we can start that work. Everybody likes to say made in USA. Well, made in USA is more expensive and businesses who are more interested in the bottom line than product quality. Uh, yeah, they, they make their shit in China. And no one's immune from that. The, your iPhone, my iPhone, my Mac, my AirPods, my everything, my Apple everything. Made in China. And there's about to be a supply breakdown because that plant, <laughs> the Foxconn plant, 
they are down like Frazier. Okay, there it it's <laughs> there's about to be a slowdown, big time. And people are gonna and and it's Christmas, <laughs> so hopefully you know we're gonna get to um, get through the Christmas season and people are gonna be able to get their iPhones and their iPads and and all that stuff because you know the next thing that's gonna happen is somebody's gonna drive their truck through. A, oh, yeah. So that happened. on the big show today i am going to dig back into the wayback machine and i'm going to tell you a story that you some of you the longtime listeners have heard before but i get new listeners all the time and i'm going to share with you why i don't shop on black friday now i know black friday was just a couple days ago as i'm recording this it's sunday as i'm recording this so you're getting this same day but i don't shop on Black Friday because I did one time and I'm going to tell you what happened at that time I was working third shift for um, what was then called Nations Bank it is now part of Bank of America I worked in the credit card division and I was a customer service supervisor third shift I worked from 9.30 at night to 8 in the morning Monday through Thursday or sometimes the other Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, and and what Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, basically were four days in a row, and 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 it changed every once in a while from what I needed to do. But I did have three days off in a row, which was great. After uh, a few years of that, I woke up one morning and my eyes were about three feet back in my head. I looked like I I I looked like um, uh, not a zombie, a ghoul. I I looked like a ghoul. And, and I needed to not do that anymore. So I, I asked him if I could please switch and, and get off the night shift. But while I was on the night shift, Black Friday. And this was the mid-90s. So we had not yet graduated to flat screen TVs. Okay, We still had cathode ray tube TVs. And in the middle of the night on Black Friday, Walmart was selling a 32-inch TV for an insane, a stupid amount of money, okay? Because that's what they do, right? And there was a a Walmart at a place called Military Circle that, and I worked in downtown Norfolk, and I realized that I, I had an hour for lunch. I could get there and back in an hour if I was, if I was smart about this. I would not have been able to do it if my car was parked across the street like it sometimes is, but I I was able to park underneath the building. And I ran downstairs on my break and I hightailed it to this Walmart at Military Circle. I walked in the door and when I walked in the door, I saw people unloading pallets of televisions way in the back in the electronic session and I saw a just a throng of people and they were already not happy. Okay. They were just not, 
this was not going to be a cool situation. And I look over at a woman at the cashier's register, okay, and, and, and she had a, a series of barcodes next to her cash register that she could just scan them, right? And I walked over to her and I said, hey, how you doing? Is one of those barcodes there, one of those UPCs uh, for um, uh, the TVs that they're unloading back there? Because those are the 32-inch TVs that you guys advertise for stupid money, right? And she said, yeah. And I said, can I just pay for one of those and then go back and get, show them the receipt and go get it? And she said, I don't see why not. So she scanned one of the UPCs and I paid for it and I uh, had the receipt and I went back and... The, the people are, you know, there's elbows going, there's cross-checking, there's high-sticking, there's all that stuff. And, and, and I, and remember, I, I am five foot nothing. I'm, I'm five four, and at that time, I might have been 140, 150 pounds. I, there's nothing to me, okay? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tiny guy. And I, uh, I, I said to um, the guys, I, I said, um, yeah, one of those is mine. And um, just like 30 pairs of eyes, just everything got silent and 30 pairs of eyes turned in my direction. And the guy who was unloading is, you've already bought one of these? Said, yeah, here's my receipt. And he looks at the receipt and he looks at the TV and says, yeah, okay. And 30 pairs of eyes got very mad <laughs> at me. And um, they were all griping. And how come you get to... And um, do, do you know how uh, sometimes um, after something happens, you, um, you say, I could have said something different and, and that would have been more effective? You know how hindsight's twenty twenty, and you replay these moments in your head, and you go, ah, that's a much better line. I should have used that. What I should have said was, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll just get out of your way, guys. Just keep one of those for me off the side, and, and whatever. It's good. That's what I should have said. What came out of my mouth is, well, you know, I can't help it if I'm smarter than the rest of you guys. That was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that was the wrong thing. Now I'm 25, 26 years old at this point. So, you know, I'm stupid. I'm not cooked yet. And it was made very, very clear to me that the TV could leave the building or I could leave the building, but we were not leaving together. And we definitely weren't leaving in one piece, the TV or I, if we attempted to do so. So they actually had to call the Norfolk police <laughs> to escort me out of the building. So that I didn't get killed. And I still had a TV set at the end of the day. And um, that's why I don't. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't shop on Black Friday anymore. Ever. I only did it once. I think that's good. I think, you know, now could I, I, I think my mouth is I don't know. You'd be the judge of that. My, I think my mouth is is um, refined itself over the years. But. Um, I, I, I definitely don't have the kind of ego that would allow me to say that today. <laughs> no. 
I, I'm I'm amazed that 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 came out of my mouth today at 52. I am I am amazed that that came out of my mouth at 25 or 20 uh, 25. I was. So yeah, I wouldn't be doing that again. But in the ensuing years, we have seen stories about um, people getting trampled to death in WalMarts and and uh, fistfights and uh, riots. And uh, I I'm a Gen Xer, so I remember 1983 and you know moms knocking each other out uh, in front of the Cabbage Patch bin. You know I remember these things, and I'm telling you what Hulk Hogan could not have done better. These these women. In 1983, these moms, they were not playing. They, I mean, they would grab, they'd grab a box, somebody come, and they were, I mean, elbows were everywhere. Feet were everywhere. They, man, they were kicking. They were, I, <clears throat> I've seen spine busters in the middle of a Kmart more effective than anything Arn Anderson could do, and he was the best at it. <laughs> You know, Ethel, Ethel's on the floor. Down goes Ethel. There's blood on the linoleum. <laughs> that should be the title, but I've already named it Grand Old Performance. <laughs> There's blood on the, by God, that soccer mom's broken in half. <laughs> I, I think Black Friday is a public safety issue. I'm long on record of that. And you're not even getting the sales that you think you are because and watch it. Just watch. Make a note of the prices, right? Somewhere after Labor Day, maybe you start seeing the prices inch up just a teeny bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Thanksgiving gets here. And then Black Friday, you know, they, they knock it back down to just about where it was before. <laughs> and you think you're saving money. Because, you know, what a bargain. No. Here's what I do, kids. Here, here's, here's the cure for what ails you. Each one of my kids, my wife, me, I've got an Amazon wish list, right? And mine's called the Commitment to America. <laughs> I, I buy the things off my, my children's, my wife's, my Amazon wish list, right? And as somebody that's been poorer than dirt, um, you know, you want to make sure you get the money for that. So here's, here's a, this is, this is your Christmas club account, right? You remember what the Christmas club accounts are? You put a little bit away every paycheck. And then at the end of the year, you get to take it back out and that's your Christmas money. Yeah. Some companies give you a bonus at the end of the year. Well, I, I used to work for a company that did. And, and sometimes that was the Christmas money, but <clears throat> I, 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 I got in the habit of putting, uh, 25 bucks in, uh, my Amazon gift card balance, every paycheck. Sometimes when I was doing real good, I'd put 50 in. And by the time we get to Black Friday, uh, I've, got, um, I've got money in there. It's added up, right? And that is the Christmas fund. And then I start picking things off of wish lists. And I try to keep it even. So, you know, I, if uh, round one, everybody gets a gift. Or sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, the, the money evens out. So somebody might get two gifts that equals 50 bucks, but somebody else has another gift that equals 50 bucks. So I'm adding, you know, I'm, I'm keeping the money e e equal sometimes. But everybody gets a Christmas, right? So that's, that's Rolly's cure for what ails you at Christmas. So, you know, that, you know, Papa doesn't go on hock, right? So, yeah, try that. Try that. Uh, every, every person I've ever mentioned it to go, that's the fucking best idea ever. I never know if they actually do it. 
So, uh, homework assignment. Uh, get back to me next uh, Black Friday. <laughs> get back to me next Christmas and tell me if it worked for you. Or, you know, because, well, I mean, it's the end of November now. I mean, I don't know what kind of money you have at this point. But, yeah, just over the next year, try it. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you're Mikey. What? I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just here, kids. That's, that's all you need to know. So that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Head on over to chrisroley.com for more of my flavor of crazy. And if you are so inclined, you can support that crazy on Patreon. The link is at the website. I do at least one bonus podcast a week for you happy people. And right now, uh, everything is public and free until after the first of the year. And then I will slap on the paywall and the paywall is five bucks a month and you get everything that I put on there. Uh, it's going to be the bonus podcast, maybe at least once a week. Um, I've done twice uh, on a couple of occasions, but at least one podcast a week. Um, you may see photography. You may see some other things that I'm going to write, uh, works in progress. Uh, and your mom, your mom will be there. So you should be too. And she says, hi. And could you please bring uh, some ice water? Because she really... What? Until next time, question everything. Full stop. Period. Period. Stay solid, people. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.